Welcome back to the Beards Watch Podcast, episode 194, Charlotte's number one podcast. Recording in the basement normally, but now we are still recording in the basement over Zoom. People all over the place because of this COVID-19. It is me, j Nation. Welcome back. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at j Nation, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter. YouTube, they see me rolling for our Birio carts that you, we are not doing anymore right now because of uh, stay-at-home orders and all that good stuff. But check, check our Birio cart out. Check our uh, brewery reviews out and all that other content we've got going on. First up, I got Jeeves. How you doing? Doing good. How about yourself, sir? You know, try not to drive myself too crazy with the stay-at-home, but you still you still working? Everything good for you? Yes, sir. Working 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Now, Jeeves, how much do you come in contact with people, or is it just more you and your crew that you work with? Uh, I mean, I come in contact with a bunch of people. Uh, we did set up a barrier for the parks department saying you can't come in like six feet. Um, but other than that, it's we give it a fist bump, elbow bump, the deuces on the of the hand and whatnot. So we're, just, we're doing our part. Um, everybody's got to wear gloves. Uh, haven't come down to the mask yet, but of course, that's a shortage, but we're we all wearing gloves. Okay, all right. And we were looking, definitely looking forward to having Erin back. She hit me up, I want to say about a month ago, saying I got a great guest idea. Come on, and we were looking forward to the burial cart and the guests and everything else, and then shit hit the fan. So we're improvising here. But Erin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, surprisingly, we're doing a lot of virtual events now. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do wine tasting virtually. Trying to figure out the way around liquor right now. It's a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah, we're still going. Okay. Do you want to intro who you brought? Who's with you? I can't. So um, my amazing girlfriend, Amanda Cranford, just opened her market during coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) The Belmont neighborhood of Charlotte uh, is Paper Plain Deli and Market, and she's pretty good at Business things? What would you say? Yeah. Well, we're gonna. So here's the thing: is I, I'm gonna tell all our guests that have to do this via Zoom. You have a reserve date once this coronavirus hits, so we can do a burial card and actually meet you in person. But okay. gotcha. you don't want to meet. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Just tell us, Amanda, tell us about yourself. Uh, so, I'm a Charlotte native. I uh, have always wanted to open a market, like a little neighborhood spot. Um, and I kind of wound up with this amazing opportunity to do that and did it really quickly. And I basically had, from like start to finish, um, the concept and turn around on the location that I'm in, about like eight weeks total. Um, but I, I lived in the, almost lived in the market. So I was like so consumed by opening. Yeah. And like, back at, this is everything I'd ever wanted 
to do that like I had butchered with these big windows that you guys can probably kind of see behind me. Yep. Um and like I butcher papered up everything like day one that I came in when we started doing renovations. I, I take butcher paper off my windows and do this like soft open event and all of a sudden I realized like I was so out of touch with everything for the moment that like I, I take the butcher paper down and, like the world's imploding around me. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and everyone kept asking me like this entire time, like, you still gonna open? Are you still gonna yeah. open? I was like, yeah. And then like I took the butcher paper down and I remember like, like the first person who walked in was like, so coronavirus. And I was like, huh? yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean it's still it's still pretty awesome. Like people have been really amazing, honestly. Like I actually have a sticker on my hat that says, it's fine, I'm fine. Because yeah. so many people walk in right now, and they're like, crap time to open a yeah. business. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah, so how long? The theme of the dog and the house, like, the around here. <laughs> sort of like that. But yeah. the community has been really amazing, so I'm, like, really lucky um, between them and, like, all the people that I have um, supporting me. So how yeah how long did this concept kind of you said you wanted to do it for a while but when did it start getting real for you? So I mean honestly I got approached um, in December I thought I was okay. going to open a consulting business this year. Okay. Um, Work with a lot of other um, food like small food companies um, in Charlotte in the past couple of years. I have a background as a chef um, and I helped develop lines of retail products for specialty food stores in Charlotte and stuff like that. So that's what I thought I was going to do. I was like really passionate about helping other people like achieve their dreams. And like out of nowhere, somebody approached me and was like, Hey, we heard that this is something that you kind of always wanted to do. We've heard really good things about you from one of my business partners. And, um, sorry, I got to adjust my glasses like 5,000 times. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) But I, uh, they're like, what if we, um, like, what do you think about investing in this, like, very small space that had an existing um, concept in it that just was a little bit ahead of its time for this neighborhood? Okay. And people that owned this space really wanted something very similar to my, like, what I'd always wanted to do. Um, and I, I basically literally was, like, still working full-time. I worked for, I project managed for Taste, the same company that Aaron works mm-hmm. for currently, um, <laughs> like, a year. <laughs> Um, after I left a job I'd been with and a company I'd been with for seven and a half years. Um, and so end of, beginning of December, I get approached during like the busiest time of the year for taste. And they're like, Hey, give us a business plan. Like throw something at a wall. Tell us what you can do. Tell us how much you can invest. Like a whole nine yards. Right. And I guess I had like two weeks to give them a full business plan during the busiest time of our year. Um, and after that, there was a couple other weeks, but I mean, honestly, like from concept of this specific market, because it's, I call it like a hipster bodega. It's like, it's like hipster. It's like diet hipster. Okay. Uh, it's some sort of weird, like the brand archetype is like the everyman, like, and it, it rings pretty true. Like I haven't seen anybody feel super alienated walking in here quite yet. Okay. Um, which is what I wanted, but it, it definitely reads a little bit of hipster. And it's probably my band. So uh, that's what, where's the, what's the history of the name? Paper Plane? Yes. So I knew that I wanted the mission statement 
for the company to be simple, convenient, and kind. Okay. And I kept trying to figure out like what kind of name, basically. I'm sorry. I'm so ADD. <laughs> 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 like, a fly will fly by here, and I'll be like, what was the question? Um, it was shiny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I kept trying to figure out, like, a way to tie that back in, and I was actually, like, scrolling through Pinterest, like, the, the basic white girl that I am, and realized, like, I came across this drawing but paper plane, but kind of all came together at that point, like, I made paper planes for years and years and years. I started out as a camp counselor for, like my first job was as a camp counselor for the YMCA. Okay. Um, and I worked with really little kids because I was really young and I'm really short. Like 5'1". <laughs> one. I think I'm like seven feet tall and bulletproof, but I'm 5'1". Um, and so I worked with like really little kids and they loved the like paper plane thing because I was really good at making them. Um, I don't sit still well. I'm not a parent at all. Um, and I used to fidget a lot as a kid. So somebody once taught me like in church how to make a perfect paper plane in an attempt to get me to sit still. Hey, um, there you go. So then, yeah. So I then passed it on to the like kids that I worked with at um, the YCA and I was making like 40 or 50 of them a day at one point. They just loved it. Um, and it sort of just turned into this thing that I did for people. Um, like I would fold like dollar bills into paper planes or I would fold notes to my staff when I ran other kitchens into paper planes or like even like standing in line if someone's kid was throwing a fit you know, I would like revert back to I have paper in my pocket I'll just make paper plane <laughs> um, which like went over really well except for one time at the DMV where this woman like thought that I was trying to take her child like no, literally, like no. <laughs> um, like I saw that picture, and I kind of tied it all back into like those are my version of an act of kindness. It's simple. It's it's like ubiquitous. It's everything that I wanted the brand to be. Um, and like nobody, like everybody is made a big play. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and like hilarious that you guys can't see, but there's probably like. 200 of them hanging up in the market right um, now. And it's like a gradient thing. It goes from yeah. teal to purple to green to yellow to red to orange. And it's pretty cool. And people come in and they make that. Yeah. So, like, they get to sign it or the kids get to sign it. And then, like, you're hanging some up today, right? Yeah, I was hanging yeah. a bunch of them up today. Like, there's a constant, like, bin of paper planes that people have made. Um, like, I got a chance just before all this really started to happen to pour a kid, like, his first beer, his first legal beer. <laughs> um, and I had to make a paper plane and sign it. And I nice. And so, like, it's really cool. Yeah. So, but that's the background on the name. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like those beach bars that put dollar bills on the side everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did have this, like, terrible epiphany after. Okay, first off, I was like, I, I this was all so quick. Um, and, like, we were trying to do minimal, um, like, construction in this space. So I was like, my colors will just be black, white, and gray. And yeah. The paper that everybody makes will just be super colorful. Um, and I was like, it'll just be great. We'll just hang paper planes all the time. I'm not crafty. This was the <laughs> first project. <laughs> Thank God I have friends that are like really into arts and crafts. Like I can make a paper plane, but like I had, I, I think I hung like four. Yeah. And I was like, I'm over it. <laughs> how am I going to continue to 
So I think I have to go and get like hand air and then some like uh, sealant for them. So like, yeah. I'm um, but I uh, when I when I got into this space, I don't know why you caught that. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm like at like seven thirty-seven. Wow. Paper clips. I'm attached to a co-working space um, called Advent. Okay. And they have like three hundred members, um, and their staff is amazing. And when I first um, was talking about coming into the space, I met with them and decided to come up with a survey to send out to all of their um, members to see like what would be convenient for them to have in the space because they're here like on a daily basis typically. Um, and I also, when we were doing all the reno, put a bin of paper in the space. So like a lot of the paper planes were made, initially were made by them. Okay. Um, and that was the first one that I found was that like somebody took the time to make a 737 out of it. <laughs> <laughs> when I did, made it, it's the most hideous paper plane I think I've ever seen in my life. But oh, like, it's terrible. I can't bring myself to hang it up, but it stays here because I refuse to throw any of them away. <laughs> okay, okay. So what was your official open date? March 14th. March 14th. So then what, like, yeah, a couple days later, yeah. shit hit the yeah. fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, I soft opened with the 7th. Okay. Um, and we soft opened the week before, and everyone, again, everyone was like, are you still going to grand open? Yeah. Do? And I, was like, I, you know, am very respectful of everybody's concern, and we're very aware of social distancing and of sanitizing everything, and like uh, trying to be safe for like me, my employees, and you know our customers. But I have never been somebody who let fear run their life. Okay. And I really was like adamant that it didn't run my business either. Um, and so while it's concerning and while it's scary and no one really knows what's going to happen, um, and I am 100% um, okay being like the safe place for people to go in. Like I have a lot of people who actually come in here and talk with us about like their fears or their opinions and like we very quickly become part of this community in yeah. the Belmont neighborhood, and it's really amazing. Um, I just wasn't wasn't interested in letting some of the unnecessary fear yeah. take decision on giving up my dream quickly. So how has it been like since this is a pandemic? No, Nobody's really <laughs> experienced anything like this before. I mean, the last big thing, like we talked about last week on the podcast, where something like this was like 9-11, but that was almost like, a weekend, two weeks of shutdown and stuff. This is kind of like we don't really know what's going to happen per se. But you're running a small business, just opened. How has it been? What's it been like trying to manage all this? You know, your your business going on and and keeping things clean, safe. Um. So it's really so. First off, like the, there's a couple different ways I can answer that question. Um, the community itself here, I I've, I've seen some of the best examples of humanity. Mm-hmm. I'm like the eternal optimist. Like, okay. I don't know if you've watched Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite show. Yeah. And I have like, I have like a Dope 2020 t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I told my mom, literally, I was like, I'm just going to lovely Nope the leap out of this entire situation right now as far as humanly <laughs> possible. Um, the community came out in full force, especially right away. Um, 
which I think is pretty typical of chloride. Um, the first immediate response is always um, a positive one, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of really good, quick um, relationships with Advent members, and I thought that they were really going to be my target demographic, mm-hmm. people that were like constantly coming in here. And yep. what happened and what wind up, wound up happening was that uh, instead, this surrounding neighborhood that I was thinking would take me longer to find a foothold in just came in full force yeah. with these members to embrace us. I have people that come in every day, sometimes two or three times a day yeah. for breakfast, lunch, for wine, for beer, for coffee, for a paper plain t-shirt. And yeah. it's just a, to like buy a gift card. It's amazing. Actually. Yeah. Um, you can't forget about the free toilet paper. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I saw because Aaron brought it up, and then I saw it on social media as well. You guys are giving away toilet paper per, you know, sale or? No, we just give away toilet paper. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, no, it started as like a, I got a case of toilet paper in the beginning, so probably March 16th. Okay. I was like, no one could find toilet paper, and that was a big thing, right? Everyone's freaking out about toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now it's eggs and garlic. Okay. Well, no one, everyone bought out puzzles. Yeah, puzzles have been gone, have been hard to get as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I have puzzles here that were like a plot for people to like put together at the market. Yeah. I started selling them to people who wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. We're, like, we're bored. I was like, I will sell you my puzzles, not my Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> I get bored too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jenga has to live here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we have this entirely scripted right now. Um, but I, I got this case of toilet paper and I was like, oh, maybe I'll put away with like purchase of a sandwich. And it just doesn't fit with who I am as a human to do that. Okay. Or the mission statement of my company. Like, yeah. We're so convenient and kind. And it's real convenient to come down the road and get some kindly free toilet paper <laughs> um, if you run out. And I like, apparently, it's become a thing on like, next door for yeah. And really? And stuff. Like, people well, people are, are freaking out. And so yeah. at one point, it was all of us on next door going, hey, who's seen toilet paper? And I'm just like, listen, go to Paper Plane. You can walk in there, grab a piece of toilet, grab a roll of toilet paper, and go. Like, yeah. You don't even care. Just come get the toilet. There's a whole case sitting on the floor. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. waiting to get rid of it. It's like, <laughs> it won't come off the shelves. And people, I don't know if they don't believe me or what yeah, it is, but there's a hilarious mix of. Oh, so like it's free with a purchase, and I'm like, no, no. it's just free. <laughs> <laughs> they they you. And then people have this like moment of like disbelief slash disgust at my lack of capitalism. They're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because I opened a business during the pandemic, and like I had to do something a to be like the cornerstone of the neighborhood, like I want it to be. Like, this is a good way for us to start to develop that kind of stuff as a company um, and be really what I wanted this place to be. And B, because, like, hopefully 20 years from now, there'll be, like, more than one paper plane, and they'll all give away free toilet paper. And I will be, like, a really funny story to be like, yeah. why do you give away free toilet paper? Well, during, like, what was one of the biggest economic crises. <laughs> like, you know, like, a hundred years. Yeah. Um, uh, we opened a business and it was 
hard and sh- and sh- pun intended shit happens. Yeah. 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 So they gave away toilet paper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if y'all need toilet paper, you just come down to Paper Plane. They're open Monday through Saturday. Uh, what is it? Nine to eight p.m. Nine to eight. Nine to eight. Yeah. I'm getting so what's what what is the vibe it's a paper plate deli and market so what can you get there you said earlier you said it was like kind of like a a hipster bodega and if some people know what a bodega is some people may not know what a bodega is but like what's the vibe there what can you get what can you buy we obviously know toilet paper but what else and and beer and wine what else what else can you accomplish if you come in for a, a stop so the entire, again, like the brand architect for Paper Plane was literally to be like a place where nobody felt alienated. Um, I mean, I, again, I grew up in Charlotte and yeah. I grew up and worked for some of the markets and specialty food stores that were more like local markets when I started out in Charlotte. And I fell completely in love and like romanticized the idea of what something like this could be for a community. Mm-hmm. But I've watched a lot of them kind of um, become very specific in their clientele. And sometimes you walk in somewhere and like, even as a culinary professional, um, things are just overly complicated on occasion, right? So like you're walking somewhere and you're like, I really want to order a drink here, but like, I don't feel okay ordering a drink here. I don't feel okay ordering a drink here without asking yeah. Yeah. Like as a culinary professional, it, when it started happening more and more to me, I was like, I just just want to go somewhere and get like a sandwich. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna ask 15 questions about and a drink, and I don't want to have to. Like my big thing is like I don't want to know what your 15 aperitifs are. I just want a beer. The rest of our lives are so complicated that like I just want it to be easy. Yeah. Like, it's meant to be simple. And I think we as a as a um, culture have just like overly complicated so much. So like you can come in here and it's a pretty straightforward deli menu. Like, okay. Breakfast is all day. Um, we do um, like the biggest departure from like a regular like bacon, egg and cheese breakfast sandwich is we have sausage because we're in positive wood. Okay. Um, so vegan option. Vegan option. Okay. Um, we have a really killer smoked salmon bagel that has like a paper and onion cream cheese. Um, and then, like, our our lunch menu is, you know, a BLT, pastrami sandwich, turkey sandwich. The pastrami um, is really taking off. Like, she wanted, I'm going to interject here, she wanted the best BLT in Charlotte, which the bacon is really good. I keep <laughs> getting a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich every day. But people are freaking out about pastrami. Okay. People are coming in here and asking for her to now sell deli meats by, like, the pound and things like that. It's really good. Okay. Uh, one of our friends has been recruiting people in Charlotte to come here, get pastrami sandwiches, video them eating it, and they're like, this is the best fucking sandwich I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, what's this? Again, it's it's just... And it's not, it's not complicated. It's no. what? What's on there? Pastrami, mustard, house pickles, and uh, Swiss. That's it. Where are you okay. get, where, can you give up your source of where you get your pastrami? Or is that a um, secret? It's, it is technically house-made, just not on Promiscuer. Okay. So it, our, all of our meats are house-made. Okay, um, nice. We just have... So, like, it's it's hilarious. I call, I, I call it a bodega because it's really smaller than a market, right? Yeah. And, I mean, we... Jacob, how much can I curse? 
You can you can curse. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, we, can, we fuck it up a lot with like a fancy ass microwave. Okay. It's an oven. Yeah. It is. It's huge. I can cook half a sheet tray of bacon. <laughs> That's big for a micro market. It's big for a microwave. <laughs> it's like, uh, but like it's like camp cooking at its finest. Okay. Yeah. We did a macaroni special last Wednesday that was like a roasted garlic, white cheddar, mornay with fresh rosemary and pastrami. <laughs> 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 So yeah, all of our all of our meats are made in in house technically by us, but like they're just not made on site. They're okay. made at a, like that's that we also have access to. Okay. So, nice. But it's the uh, the super secret source on everything. Hey, hey, I get it. You gotta re- hey, you gotta keep your brand your brand inside on that one. Yep. It's literally the like it is though. It's the only place in Charlotte that you can get bacon, pastrami, turkey, um, or the salmon that we get. Okay. Um, nice. Jeeves, did you have a question? Yeah. Uh, what neighborhood is it in, like, around? So it's so they, it's called the Belmont neighborhood, and it confuses everybody because there's Belmont, North Carolina, and then there's the Belmont neighborhood in Charlotte, right? Charlotte yeah. is, is, is growing, and they really want to have all these, like, little boroughs, like New York and, like, Atlanta has something somewhere. Too. Yeah, I love it. Um, but so it, it is literally in between. I'm going to position myself like it after <laughs> um, Midwood, <laughs> like Noda is over here, okay. and then there's Plaza, and then the Belmont area is like a pocket in between. It's the last area in Charlotte that's like in this area to get gentrified. So you can get there from Central or Parkwood slash Plaza. It's right in between the two areas, um, but it's not as long, I guess you could say. No, it's smaller. It's a smaller neighborhood. It's it's like one of the last areas over here to get gentrified. Certain deals on certain days. Um, so 
so we're so new that I'm still working into that. Okay. So we started doing like meatless Monday specials because this neighborhood has a lot of vegan and vegetarians. Um, and it's, it's turning into like really like the, the veggie special of the week. Yeah. It's like last week we did a black bean burger and this week we're doing a falafel kind of like a take on a falafel. Um, so like while the basic, the base menu is really simple. Um, cause I have a culinary background and people who work here have a, a strong culinary background for specials and stuff like that, um, are going to be a little like for lack of a better, better term, like chefy or like they're going to be a little more elevated. Okay. Um, Tuesdays are going to turn into taco Tuesdays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of black for not having tacos. Um, Wednesdays are always going to be mac and cheese. Um, I haven't figured out a Thursday special, but I'm going to do probably like flatbread Fridays or something okay. like that. I like alliteration. Yeah. Hey, the, um, but oh, keep going. Keep going. My bad. No, no, go ahead, please. No, I was just saying, so are there drink specials too? Are you going to pair like a wine or a beer with some of these or is this just kind of ebbs and flows? <laughs> so our favorite place, I, this is my favorite part because, you know, I like to drink. Yes. So, yes. Our favorite place to go is Smokey Joe's. We and our friend group love to play ping pong. And where this all came from is that we all drink PBR and Jameson. We all drink PBR and tequila on the side, you know? Yeah. So when she started opening up, she goes, we're, like, trying to list everything. She's like, well, I don't want to be, like, more expensive than Smokey Joe's because, like, we love going there. Like, why wouldn't we want to be just like that if that feels like home? Yeah. So I what, like, a shot of Jameson's how much? Six? Where in most bars, you're paying 8 9 or $10 just for Jameson. Yeah. And it's it's lower. Like, there's all the house wells, you know, that you would get for, like, vodka and tequila and rum and gin whatever. Um, but there's still makers here. And there's Casa Migos if you want it. But it's not outrageous. Yeah. It's super affordable. It's, it's – yeah. I'm super excited about it because I'm a customer. So I'm yeah. all about it. But, yeah, it's, it's – you almost don't need to run specials because it's so cheap. Every gotcha. Day they come. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. PBR on draft is two fifty every day. Okay, so you guys, so you guys got you got liquor, beer, and food. Then you got the whole kind of what, yeah. whatever, whatever um, thing you need. Which a lot of markets don't have. Yeah, I don't know if there are other markets that have liquor right now. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know yet. Only one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, do you have a bar area for people to sit at? Yeah. Okay. I okay. It's a really beautiful bar. It's probably like the the prettiest part of the entire market. Okay. Huge. So I have six, seven, eight taps. I also do like draft coffee and draft latte. Ooh, okay. Um, Fancy. And like a non-alcoholic kombucha on tap. Okay. Um, But there is an alcoholic kombucha and it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) There's a yoga studio right behind me and I I didn't want to like it. I was like, I don't want to like this. Yeah. I like, I Brought in this like non alcoholic like alcoholic like I don't I don't want to try it. He's like you should. Yeah, it's yeah. it's delicious. Yeah, um, but the yoga studio is like. <laughs> oh, I bet they wipe it out. That's right up their alley. Yeah, yeah. I've got this big like built-in wall unit behind it. It's it's really beautiful actually. It's probably my favorite part of the market. Um, other than the planes that okay. just painstaking. <laughs> <laughs> Different designs, and so all we have all of our girlfriends. 
just have a, a green one. That's all I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, I, so bad. Um, the menu itself and the bar menu were really designed, again, like Aaron said, to be something familiar to a lot of my friends and to the, the plaza kind of crowd to begin with. Um, and I also like my menu is incredibly aggressively priced because I would rather like, Jacob, if you lived here, I'd rather see you once a day, every day than see you like one time a month because it was a special thing to come in here. Like, yeah. I wasn't, I'm priced for volume, not priced for like a one time, like uh, transaction. Yeah. Which I think again was part of the concept of script before we missed the boat just a little bit on the fact that they were too niche. Um, and they were slightly too expensive for the area. So if you're in this like neighborhood that's still transitioning, right? So there's right. so many different incomes and stuff like that. Like there's $500,000 townhomes being built, like still, even through all this, a block and a half away, and you have an income restriction housing at the end of the street, and then you have a million dollar house next to a $200,000 or $200,000 duplex. And yeah. so like we've priced very specifically and built this menu very specifically to be incredibly approachable. For so, what does a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese cost you then? Um, if it's like bacon, egg, and cheese on sourdough. Yep. Sure. Uh, five twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good. You know, throw throw a sixer down, and you're good to yeah. go if you keep moving. Okay. So for we so we also like scrambled. We only do scrambled eggs. Okay. We do every order. Okay. Um, on our camp stove. Um, and then it's four super thick cut slices of our house making okay. And bacon is amazing. Local, we use Duke's bread. Okay. Um, so we have a local source for all our bread. Um, and I think that that, like a, a basic egg cheese sandwich, like an egg and cheese sandwich is four bucks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, like I said, that's, to me, that's what you expect to spend if you're not going to some fast food chain, you know what I mean? That you can get it for 99 cents. I mean, if you go into a deli or some local spot, I mean, that's exactly what you expect to spend. So I think that's right in the, right in the wheelhouse. So. Yeah. Um, and I think it's nice that, um, the more that people talk about the, the proteins and stuff like that, they realize it's not, it's also not something they sourced in from. Yeah. No offense to our food distributors, but from some of the larger right. places that, you could walk in and get the same bacon that you're getting from McDonald's or somebody else. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> or trying to be so tactful and it's failing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and no one else has bacon and you don't charge as much for it as other people do. I mean, it's a good concept. That's the yeah. short winded version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I get teased a lot by our group of friends. My last name is Cranford. And I talk so much that they tell me I cranslain everything instead of manslain. Ah. So it's you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you don't you don't have a podcast without people talking, so it's all good if you're talking. Like if we're just sitting here quiet. Yeah, if if you're sitting here quiet and the answers are too too short, then it won't be as fun. So that's the whole point of this. Remember like the wind up coins you have in your little like string out the back? Yep. Thirty one years ago, somebody pulled the string. It's never stopped. I just, <laughs> uh, so, besides the pandemic, what has been like the craziest thing that's happened so far? 
yeah. to come back from the cyber pandemic. Yeah, that's true. That's, because I know that's like, like you said, opening a business like two days before shit hit the fan is it's crazy tough. But like, what is something you've come across? I mean, we've talked to toilet paper. We've talked to other stuff. But like, that you you didn't make you expected it? Oh, yeah. Twerk yoga. And I'll let her explain. Twerk yoga? Twerk yoga. Twerk yoga. Okay. Wow. Um, so the so market backs up and shirts. So, okay, first off, just a little background on the building. We're in a really awesome warehouse space, but it is, um, it used to be a Kellogg factory. Um, okay. So. Wait, is it, okay, wasn't, um, was it Catawba also a Kellogg's factory? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, no, I'm attached to Catawba. Oh, you're attached to Catawba. Isn't there the axe throwing place? Oh, now I know where you're at. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so if you know Catawba, you know the axe throwing places that are here? Yep. Yeah. Funny enough, I found out from their general manager that, what was it their general manager? It was somebody else. Um, a guy that works for named Ryan, that when they moved into that space, there was actually, because they had like the big industrial ovens, in there, there was petrified cookie dough like oh. on the floors that they had to scrape off. Oh, wow. Uh, Your face was so good. But, yes, they scraped off petrified cookie dough. So all the ductwork and, like, the layout of the space is a little wonky. Okay. Because it feels like a factory. Right? Yeah. So they share an HVAC system. And a wall with what is a for rent by our fitness studio. Okay. They rent like they do like hit classes over there. They do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but there is this very popular like there's not like an actual technical term. It's not technically called for yoga. <laughs> we can only assume because they close like the window. They close the blinds, so we don't know what act. We hear the music. Okay. It's probably it's, work yoga. No, it is work yoga, but there's like an actual name for this. Like, oh, like oh, a, oh. I don't know. What like a corporate name. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like a, like a better name. Yeah, like an actual name. Work yoga. But so, like, the first day I was in here was they were actually, so they used to do the classes like Monday and Wednesday at like 6 or 8 at night. Like 50 people, like, and they, it's first come, first serve, and there would be people like lined up in the hallway. Hallway down the hallway. To, to get into whatever this class was. And I remember, wow. I remember being in here the first time it happened, and I was alone, and I had, like, put your paper in the windows up, so I'm, like, in this cave of what is going to be paper plane. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just, like, was ridiculous. Like, they dropped Daddy Yankee, maybe some I mean, on. like, <laughs> uh, Nope, it's not, like, radio edit, nothing it's of that. The only thing it's is just <laughs> shaking. Every, we're like, we think things might come off the shelves. Oh, no, um, things move. Like, well, it was yeah. so loud <laughs> that I <laughs> think I keep my pants. <laughs> and then, like, the, like, not only that, but then you get into, like, the expletives that are in, like, trap music. I'm just sitting in here, like, like, not just curse words. Think more than that. Yeah. Like, think how you describe a body. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you open, yeah. You're like, it's cool. It's uh seven thirty and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just remember going, okay, well, you can't be like the new person who comes in and like again, 
there were issues with the concept and some of the things that were in here before. And this is a very tight knit community, and it's it's hub bang three three. Yeah. Um, and like everybody knows each other. Everyone's here all the time. So like I know everybody who works at Tavern out. They're all amazing. I know the owner of that studio. She's fantastic. And you don't sure. like you don't want to come in as like the person who just is like feeling the block and be alienating. And it's also just not who I am. Yeah. So I was like, how do you embrace? Work <laughs> <laughs> yoga. Yeah. <laughs> everything that's going on. So like at one point, seriously, I was thinking around the idea of doing, of like getting here playlists and doing like trap trivia. Yeah. <laughs> on Monday night. <laughs> from 6 or 7 I think it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the issues were so bad with the concept here before because of the build on everything. But there were, like one day I was in the, <laughs> I was in the kitchen area and I was like, it's so hot. It's just like, it's so hot back there. There's like no airflow. There's no nothing. And I was like, wait a second, like our like the vents weren't moving. Like I couldn't, I was like, the vents are closed. And I was trying to open it. I was like, oh, like the register won't open. So I climbed up there and I unscrewed everything and I started pulling towels. Yeah, like like these like 40 towels. Wow. Um, from each vent. From each vent out of She the, literally had people, she's like, Does anyone need towels? Because I have like 120 <laughs> towels and I don't know what to do. So why do you why do you think the towels were up there? Muffling the sound. sound for ah, so whoever was yeah. there before was trying to muffle some of the sound out. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, uh, and you could kind of like smell hot yoga at one point. Ah. Uh, okay. Smell hot yoga sounds really bad. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. We lavender and paper plain belly market. There is actually no hot yoga next door anymore, so it does not matter. Your pastrami sandwich does not come with a side. Um, smelly hot yoga. Well, when we took the towels out, it actually didn't make the sound that much worse. Yeah. The effort of shove—I mean, they shoved its beach towels, or like those thick, fluffy towels you're not allowed to use at your mom's house. That's what they were taking and shoving into the bed. And once we took them out, we're like, it's not even that bad. But then we smelled the lavender one. Ah. So maybe maybe it was for the smell then. I mean. I've started something now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, if you've got it fixed, you're good. Magician tricks where it's like you just start, yeah, and you hope it ends. The never ending point. ribbon that they pull out of their sleeve, that's the same thing. And it was one of those, like, random, there's a lot of quirks to this space. And as much as I love it, it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, you jump. I, okay, so I'm like a human that jumps both feet first into most things I do anyway. And so I was like, yep, here you are again. Pulling towels out of bed. <laughs> what do you mean? Jumped at first. Didn't want to slow down. <laughs> no? Okay. Towel number 39. <laughs> so the question is, what did, what did you do with the towels? Did somebody actually claim them? Did somebody take them? Or? We gave a lot away I, to friends. Yeah. yeah. I gave them away. I actually still have a lot of them. Yeah. I mean... At some point, if things get really bad, you'll find me underneath. Yeah. In the 39 in the corner somewhere in paper plane. But like, so if you need uh, toilet paper and if you need towels, you've got everybody covered. <laughs> they got um, covered. I'm away those towels. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like, I would, those towels we gave away to our friends, I assume that they washed. Yeah. So they probably need to be washed. Washington. Yeah. Um, but, like, the other ones are in a storage area here right now because it, it was one of those things where I was like, I'll take them out and see what happens. 
my landlord was like, you're going to want to put those towels back in. That's <laughs> not the sentence I want you to say. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. So have you thought about putting the towels back in, or are you good? No, I'm not putting them back in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you also, there's no need now. Like, there's, it's, you can't it's have really yoga glasses, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's no need anymore. It's scary. Um, I, think, I think earlier you said something about, like, uh, what was, like, the weirdest thing about opening, like, hence this question, like, yeah. besides the pandemic. Like, uh, even considering the pandemic, one of the strangest things in the world is to pull into this parking lot and see no cars. Um, ah. This is a really busy. Yeah. Lot. Like I would pull in after work, and I just wanted to go in, have a glass of rosé, maybe take a shot of tequila, maybe have a PBR, and I had to go park all the way to the other end of the street by like waste. Is that waste management or what is that? Yeah, solid. Like at the end of the street, I'm like, I don't even know if I can park here because everything was so busy. There are a lot of parking spots in this parking lot, and there's street parking. At one point, I thought I should like just gonna walk for fun because I was like five minutes away. Yeah. And now it's like. Her car's here. Her employee cars are here. Maybe like one guy floating around the co-working space. Yeah. The parade or something. It's crazy. Three hundred people in the co-working space, and I'm such an introvert that like I was so like one of the reasons why I love the idea of this is like I get to be around people all the time, which is awesome. Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the Bush Light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good quality wine, but you're not really sure where to start, you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new, I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level three sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and, you'll, and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know, and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wineunderthebridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at Wine Under the Bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers! But, like, and I'm, like, the truest definition of an extrovert where, like, being around other people makes me energized. Yeah. And I feel good. Um... And this is, that's been the hardest part of all of it is that I went from seeing all these people that I made like fast friends of and like made really great connections with. And there were like, you know, between 100 and 300 of them right there every day to me walking into the hallway and being like, <laughs> I made a joke about being like a kid sitting like, on the inside of like, the school bus, just like staring out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um, it, it's hard. It's lonely. That's yeah. Like the, 
biggest issue. It's not everything else that's going on. It's not making the accommodations menu. It's not making accommodations for, um, you know, better, I guess I'll say better hygiene. Same stuff we would have been doing. And that's what they're so with all the restaurant people. Like, we're all trying to post on social media that we're open. And we don't want to say that we're doing better hygiene because all of our hygiene is <laughs> better than anybody else has. Yeah. Like, we have to comfort people in some way. They have to think that we're doing more when really what you were doing on a day-to-day basis was exceeding expectations anyway. So it's like, how do I word it that I'm, I'm overdoing what I usually do, but you don't want to make it sound weird like we're doing what we're supposed to? Yeah. It's weird. Service yeah. industry is really weird right now. Yeah. And it's lonely. Like, I miss, I miss Yeah. Um, into like almost Iredell County. Um, 
And I was like, well, wait a second. If you guys are delivering up there, what if we charge like more of a delivery fee and we partner with each other or something? Um, so we're talking about it right now, but it's, it's, it's the only thing that is good and bad about everything that's going on right now for us is that we're so new that no one really has an expectation, but we're also so new that there's so many things that weren't established anyway, that when you add new on top of new on top of new yeah, and have to try and train people on things so that even so that like your, your base business model is, is consistent which is the biggest thing about food service, honestly, it's like you want consistent service, you want consistent product, right? Like yeah. you, you want, like that's, you want to know what you're getting when you walk in somewhere and you're giving them their, like your money for their product, right? Yeah. I use a Heinz analogy a lot, so like ketchup, like you don't buy Heinz from Walmart and then go to a restaurant and get Heinz ketchup and it's laughing at my Heinz from home we are still essential we're in fox sports news a little bit backing stuff up but there's not keeping as many people at the office but i did go out and venture out into the world today and hit the walmart and the harris teeter for the essentials and it's almost a little bit nice because it's not as crowded at the store you no one's bumping and like up on you you can take your time get your stuff and both places i went to it, it was spread out but it is it's different it is a weird feeling to just see not as many people and not as much, not as packed, not as much as a rush. Everyone kind of is a little nicer because they, what else, why rush the line? Because where else are we going to go? We're just going to sit in line. You know what I mean? Like, so it, 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 it is on that aspect, but you know, it, it and, and when are we, I don't And the funny thing is, when are we going to get back to the so-called normal? No one knows. And that's the tough part about this. I mean, so really though. Yeah. Everybody has like their theories, but you, you actually don't know. You're no. just kind of waiting for that like definitive moment where it's like, hey guys, everything's okay now. Yeah. Oh. I think that honestly, uh, one of the cooler things that might come out of this um, for our generation specifically um, and for our for our industry, I was making jokes to another uh, chef the other day. I was like, well, I guess our because our like millennial patrons are gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do without avocado toast because yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get everything that you want right away. Yeah. They already skip with Amazon the way that they restructure things. Um, and I, I don't think that it's a bad thing in a lot of ways. It's kind of, I mean, does it suck as a small business owner to have gone through this right now and to stand here every day for an hour or so in the morning, look into that empty parking lot and go, maybe today is the day that. Nobody comes in. Yeah. And I have a whole freak out until that first customer walks in and then I like giddy get up like a little kid who <laughs> might almost hear them away because I'm so excited. Um 
yeah, it sucks, but I think that our society needed a little bit of an adjustment to a lot of things. It's okay that we can't get everything that we want right away. We all have what we need right now. Yeah. You're getting good appreciation of stuff. Yeah, you're going to look at look at other societies that could possibly not even have what they need, right? Like, let's be honest. Toilet paper is nice. It's great. But it's not if you don't need toilet paper. If you do, paper plane billion market toilet paper. I think it would be, it'll be great to be on this side of the industry too. Like I've never seen people be so understanding about, hey, I'm out of something. Let me tell you how many times have you gotten the right act read to you about being out of something at a bar, in a restaurant. Oh you my God. Too many times. And right now everyone's like, oh, it's totally okay. We understand. Whatever. Substitute anything. And that is an amazing, like, byproduct of this entire situation is that people are more understanding and what I hope is that that will carry forward and that people will actually go, you know what? It's probably okay that they didn't have free for my turkey sandwich still. <laughs> White cheddar will do. Yeah. Fine, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I hope that we all take a minute to slow down a little bit. Like we played catch for four hours yesterday because I was finally, finally had a day off and, yeah. um, I hit my car a couple times with the ball. It's, it's fine. It's a seven times. Seven yeah. times. One day. Only one day. Only That's one day. not bad. Not bad. Okay. You got your cattle tail right next to you. We hit her car twice. But I think that life needed to slow down a bit. I think that maybe at the end of this, we'll appreciate each other more, which I, I hope. It's a lot of what I wanted paper plane to be for people too, is a place to slow down for it to be simple. Um, and I think that maybe we'll come out the other end of it a better version of the society that we were to begin with. So. Yeah, I, I've been laughing at the fact that you know there's been this big argument about you know save the earth and global warming, and I feel like the earth finally said, "All right, y'all." chill out here's this virus and have you seen the pop like the pollution has just yeah. gone down i don't want to go down the big rabbit hole and all that stuff but it's, it's I, didn't think that, I don't know if i'm oblivious i didn't think that that would be a thing that would happen from all of this like it didn't occur to me yeah it's, i mean it's amazing yeah yeah uh just the like reduction in traffic yeah it's ridiculous um i all i i don't know Go online and read conspiracy theories about Now's the time to dive into the conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like it's it's really I mean, even if even if that's what we get as a byproduct in years from now, we're like, hey, hey, those four months that we were all like like that life slowed down saved the the planet in some ways, opened our eyes in yeah. other ways to like the things yeah. we're really doing. Like, you can't argue this kind of, yeah. like, satellite imagery and stuff like that. You can't yeah. argue hard facts away when the world sees it. Yeah. And that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we're at the time. Jeeves, are you ready? Hold on. Oh, Jeeves ain't ready. Look at him. This is the, yeah, I got to. I didn't know if I was, so was going to do this or you. Yeah, no, you're going to do it, Jeeves. Come on, man. All right. Are you ready? So, it's going to be the warehouse distillery. <laughs> 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 it's the 
Escape 109, Wine Under the Bridge Notebook. I took some screenshots, some snapshots, and sent them to Aaron to share to pick a question. So it was like, I think, four or five pages worth. I sent it to him before the podcast. You guys have chosen a question, right? Or at least... Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda has, yeah. All right. What what you got? Oh. You have to read the question. Uh, If you could ask your pet one question, what would it be? I I mean, I'll go off the bat. Uh, My wife, obviously, she she got a cat when we were still dating, but we lived in separate places. And he's kind of an asshole, but he always, like, just throws up and poops everywhere sometimes. And I really want to know, like, why did, like, just the other day I was sitting there. I'm working from home. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of eating my lunch. And, like, you know, if everyone's heard a cat throw up, it's like a human throw up. Like, the gag, the gag, the gag. Yeah. And then just everywhere. And then sometimes they eat it. Sometimes they don't. But it's just like, what are you doing? And then they, they just look at you. And you have to clean it up. They're not going to clean it up unless they eat it themselves. But. I just want to know why. Like, at least, at least with a human, you like okay. They threw up because they're sick, they're drunk. You know, you kind of know like bad food. With him, it's like, what did you? Why did you do this? So we can prevent this from next time. And so that's that's where I'm at on that one. Uh, for me, it would be like going towards like the the dog side of it because I always I grew up with dogs and whatnot. It's like, why do you why do you drag your butt across the carpet? <laughs> Right? I'd actually like to know that. Like, because, I mean, like, you see it on the commercials, like, my dogs did it. It's like, after, like, they go poop outside, and I get it. Like, no one wants grass on their ass, but why do you want to Why do you want the carpet? No, 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 we don't want poop on the carpet. We live here. Exactly. Yeah. But that, that would be mine. Okay. Well then, 
with that, I'll do a quick uh, Jeeves Survivor score update. We finally, as I told you, yep. Sandra wouldn't hang out there at Edge of Extinction. I told you she was too old to do that, so she went home. That's our first out or first points out on that one. I don't have them with me, but go check our Facebook and Twitter for all the updates on that as well. And uh, I would say, Amanda, any final thoughts? Anything you want to to finish off with to get people out there? Or? Uh, no pressure. Just talk for like forever. That's um, that's what we're here for. That's what a podcast is for. <laughs> mission statement is to be simple, convenient, and kind. Um, and I think that that's what we're doing right now. And we avoid free toilet paper and are a supremely kind and awkwardly charming group of people. Sure. Um, and this is basically who I am all day, every day. <laughs> Good luck, Belmont neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, do you work there at all? Or do you just are you just a guest patron? Okay, so I super support the brand. I okay. love it. So how did you guys initially meet? Taste catering, right? Oh, okay. That I think, okay, maybe so. I didn't know. Okay, you're okay. So that's how you guys are. Okay, okay. The one that pays the bills, right? Yeah. Huh? So the one that pays the bills, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. If this stuff's, you know, cleaned up and washed over by, you know, July, August, September, we'll get a date, come down, place a beer cart, check back yeah. in on the on the deli and market. And I don't know if you remember, I was in fourth place the last time we played, and I'm not happy about it. Well, oh, we remember because I have video evidence on YouTube to back that up. Watch it again today. Yes. I was so pissed. I was like, oh, it cut out. Oh. That's right, because we did, that's right, we did back-to-back. I forgot. We did back-to-back ones. That's right. So, um... Yeah, so Aaron, thanks for coming on. Amanda, appreciate it. Uh, And you're open again, you said Monday through Saturday? Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
Yeah. Okay. And you can get all your beer, wine, liquor needs, slash food needs if they're... Not liquor. Not liquor. Sell liquor in North Carolina. Okay. But you get, yeah. but you don't sell liquor, but you can get a shop there, right? No. No. No, you can't, right you can't do liquor right now. You Not can't right now. sell closed beer and closed wine. You can't serve per glass or pint, or you can't serve a liquor drink. Gotcha. It can be takeout only, and you can't take out liquor. Yeah. So okay, but you do have liquor there, but just not right now during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, there, that's good to clear it up. Okay. It's one of the it's one of the things that's really killed the service industry in a lot of ways. Yeah. Exactly. With the second that they took away dine in or like dine on the patio, which there's some talk about the rain back sooner than yeah. April in Mecklenburg County, but who knows? Everything changes so quickly. Yeah. Um, but the second that they took all of that away, that's when you saw that mass like. Firing basically of yeah. so many bartenders and servers because like we took away like seventy percent of the business. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. So, beer, food, all that good stuff. I guess you can't. So the beer is you could you can you buy a couple to go there or no? Yeah, you can make okay. your own six pack. You gotcha. Can get a six pack. There's a twelve pack of highlights in the corner. Like okay. <laughs> okay. Good deal. Good. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. All right. Well. uh Appreciate y'all. Afterwards, stay on. We'll take a quick photo. But uh, for everybody at home, geez, what do we say? Peace.